Raisin Man Arena. Welcome to Raisin Man Arena. Are we on? Thanks. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You should do that joke every time. <laughs> yeah. That's funny that you do that joke every time because every time I'm about to do the intro, before I do it, I think, just be super hype and come in like really high energy. And then I like <laughs> open my mouth to do it and it's the most pathetic. <laughs> like, welcome. Um, because there's nobody nobody there. Or you're all in the chat, but I can't like hear you and feel your presence. You have to close your eyes and imagine, uh, you know, one of our friends with their headphones in their ears yeah. listening on a run or something. <laughs> but I remember even with doing the live show, I always wanted to come on and have that like, what's up? This is Raisin Man. These are my fucking <laughs> friends. Like, let's do this. And I could never do that energy. I just always felt a little like, once yeah. I was actually doing it, like embarrassed or something. You get self-conscious. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think, I remember there's, I once heard, there's like an improv thing. It was like, don't, tell the audience how they should feel like don't come out like super high energy because mm. then you're telling the audience like you're hype you're hype mm-hmm. and it's like you're just like rob durdrick or something like mtv <laughs> style yeah, yeah it's like people can people can smell people can smell through it you know yeah and we don't want that mm-hmm. um, that's why i always come out smoking a joint <laughs> yeah so yeah then i'm hinting at the audience that i'm chill mm-hmm. and they should be chill too or with like a hoodie but it's sort of like oh halfway down your arms yes yep mm-hmm. yes uh let's yeah. see uh, let's somebody new in the chat let's check the chat <laughs> hi welcome i'm going to attend while in the shower well thank you i appreciate do, that, do, that do, you guys, do you guys ever think we hit like achieved a good opening in any of our raisin mans uh like our live shows have we ever gotten a good opening, like a full, one full good opening? Where we were doing a good job. Well, we have a small sample size because we only did like three shows. Yeah. So. Oh, of the real one. Well, I remember the funniest one was the one where like uh, Felipe wanted us to do the, what was it? The alts, a- the AKAs. Oh, yeah, the AKAs. We yep. would say the name of the show and then we would say a bunch of like AKA, oh. another name for the show, AKA. You that's like just that? no that's just bringing me back to like the day of the show like <laughs> writing a bunch of AKs. yes yeah. and on the first time we did it it was felipe's idea but you we i said you should go first and do them and like you did them um, normal style and then uh sam did a, a little like derivation on that and then i did a derivation on that and so you didn't get to get all the most laughs and then you didn't like that well you deconstructed you hold de- deconstructed the whole form of the aks on the very first yeah. show so when when we hadn't even established <laughs> what the aks were which is like in the short lives of kong Mullaney, when they do an episode where all the characters switch personalities in the first season before you have to wait you have to wait till you have to earn Bro, that you have to if earn we're that. doing an ak i'm coming out with the bazooka <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. i'm coming out with a damn uh, missile launcher mm. <laughs> yeah fair enough well i don't know if we've ever had a good i mean i think we have a good opening on the on the twitch we always play a song that we don't have the rights to and i think <laughs> that gets people hype hell yeah but then we're always like what the fuck we got overflow in the kitchen. Will. Will, please. Wait, that that <laughs> sounded like there was a bird in here. No, it didn't. Uh, did no. you not hear that? No, no it not, didn't. No bird. It sounded like... That's 100%... You wish. You wish there was a bird in here. to me. Yeah, you wish. I thought a dove had come out of the oven. You wish a bird. Just anything to talk about. Snowy owls. Did you guys see that owl? No. There was a snowy owl at the park, and people were stunned. Because it was so beautiful. It was white. And it was white and it had yellow eyes. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it could turn its head most of the way around. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. I don't think it did it, but it could have. I mean, and 
to come in New York during this time, I mean, it's like <laughs> you need a snowy owl. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna say something like it's not the best time to visit New York with COVID. Oh, the snowy sure. owl should have waited. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is not the best of us. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? Sometimes I'll post on my Instagram story, but like birds congregate right outside my window. I've seen that, it's but really only when scary. you've been away and your door is open in the mornings and there's tons of pigeons and it's so cute. It kind of scares me. Sometimes they slam into the window. One time a bird died and was like, you, you it was like right. dead right. on the on the fire escape. I remember that. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do because I was like, this is going to start rotting, but I couldn't. If I touched it, it was limp and it just made me so grossed out. I couldn't handle it. And then eventually I grabbed it with a broom handle and I kind of <laughs> chucked it to, but it only fell down the fire escape to the fire escape below. So, <laughs> so their problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll say this last thing, which is that I thought Will said to me, oh, if you don't touch it, probably like a possum will grab it. Sure. Be great for a possum. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I thought it's like, I don't need to get rid of it. There's like a natural garbage man, but a week <laughs> went by and no possum grabbed it. <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> possum stepped in to solve the, uh, the problem. That seems really far-fetched. It's on the highest part of the fire escape. Possums can climb. I didn't think... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that maybe <laughs> far fetched. It didn't seem too crazy that the possum would come up, but yeah, because you don't see dead birds almost almost any day. You don't see a dead bird. On a rare occasion, do I see a dead bird? Which means other animals are really efficiently grabbing them. Yes, dispatching them. So. Yeah, but in this case, no possum yeah. grabbed it. I just want to check in with the chat real quick. First, how's the volume? And second, um, how's your? Everyone night? always wears some gray on this program. No. Uh, I'm wearing a kind of light, like mauve. It look top. it's looking gray in the camera, but it oh, it see. is it is indeed a it. kind of mauve. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's sort of interesting. Volume is low. Volume Fair enough. Is low. Thanks, Benny. Um, Thank you, Benny. We were listening to Sophie at the beginning of the episode, and I will say I haven't listened to that much Sophie music before, but Felipe has been a, a huge fan for a long time. And um, when she died, uh, was it this morning or yesterday? It was, it was yesterday. on Saturday. I woke up to, that was the first text message I got of the day, and I woke up and looked at my phone, and that's what you said, and it was quite sad. I am very sad, yes. I was, um, I don't know, what can you say? It's sad when a person dies young. And oh. and the way that they died was m- meaningless i was just thinking that and i was like should i say that or is all death meaningless but it really when it's like a like an up accident whoops yes yeah then yes. it really feels without anything to grasp onto yeah 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 well um yeah no i i um i don't know i mean i, I was a big fan I got a lot of energy from her music and I listened to it often and I uh, have really good memories of dancing to her music in college. What was the first time you heard a Sophie song? I was at, um, I was in college. Well, you gotta turn those off, man. Well, you, you, Jesus. Can't be having alarms. Jesus. you can't what be having that? alarms in, on what the is podcast. That? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Guys, if the, I, I'll check in with chat again. If the sound is buzzy, please let me know. Because last time it was buzzy and it was a disaster. So but here's the sound you're listening for. Bzzz. Yeah. Bzzz. <laughs> if you you don't that. want that. You don't want that. Jump in. Now it's too oh. hot. No. Bro. Turn the sound down on your laptop. Cut the difference. Turn the sound down. What Cut the, the difference. What does I'm that gonna mean? grab my glasses. Kyle, I'm not. you probably have the technology on your computer to make us sound great. Okay. Kyle. So do do that. Cut the on your split? Computer. What does it mean, cut the split? 
cut the split. The gain, the it's gains cut. are all at noon. The the uh, the levels are all at one, and then the uh, <laughs> I, I don't talk about the tech. I don't care. I need to talk about the tech because last time it was a total disaster. <laughs> Kyle, okay. No, I think it's cool. Gain, it's it's so gain is all at one exactly. p.m. I've only started to notice it once. I heard we should stop doing it, and now I really like it. Talking about the tech. I mean, I I, I was not doing it, and it was just fucking me and up. The, so, and I think the the master should be at three. So it's gains at noon. Masters at three. No, no, then what was at one? The bishops. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The bishops advancing. The volume was at one. And then, the get, and then the masters at three. Yeah. <laughs> no, two. The knights ride at dawn. Yeah. Oh, it's great now? But it's not low. I was getting low earlier. It's great now. Okay, and what do we think about this? So, the stuff on the table? Because this is also something that we sort of worry. Sometimes we clear the table. Sometimes we leave stuff on the table. So say you can say what you think about that. A punch of reverb on the master. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's yeah, a good idea. A punch of reverb. Oh, damn. It's getting hot in the comments. People are fighting oh, in the wow, comments. People are fighting. People are getting... Sexually aggressive. Someone's saying we should put Funko Pops on the table. Dude, Funko Pops. Yes, that's a great idea. What if we got Razor Man Funko Pops? You know, I don't know. That could be cool. <laughs> How many Funko Pops do you guys have? No, not not any not at the any. moment. Not any. I find them extremely ugly. Mm. Um, Me too. I I have never been a collector of anything, nor have I been friends with or dated anyone who's been like a collector of anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that entire that's kind funny. of person I've completely avoided. That's funny. I was a childhood collector, but a lot of children collect things. It's hard to make sense of the world. And you I think. bet you were. You're, <laughs> like, you're like a little magpie. <laughs> like, bringing things in your room uh, yep. and like fitting mm-hmm. them under your bed like trash mm-hmm. and Putting stuff. Putting them in a little box. <laughs> what did you yep. collect? I collected obviously she- seashells, first off, earliest collection. Then stuff that had Mickey Mouse on it. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Which could have been any- anything. I had it all on a shelf. And then I had wind-up toys. And um, uh, antique hats, which I wish I had them in New York, but there's too many. I have too many. Antique cats? Hats. 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 Like yep. little old, hats. Old, old cats. Yeah. <laughs> old, old cats. We're getting asked, what is Will making in the back there? What are you making, Will? Some mac and cheese. Mac a and cheese. box of macaroni and cheese. Lovely. Macaroni and cheese. Um, That's a little segment on the show. It's what's Will making <laughs> What's <background>. Will making? <laughs> What's Will doing? Yeah. What's his haircut? Why won't he come on? <laughs> That's what everyone's always talking Thanks about. Thanks for coming, Matt. Um, I did want to say, I just want to finish up the, the thing about the first time I heard Sophie. Yes, I'd love to hear that story. Because it was kind of it was kind of a cool moment. I lived, uh, uh, what's going on here? Who's getting laid in Raisin Man? We're getting asked. We can get to that in a second. We can um, get to that. So we, I was in college, and my friend, my roommate, Will Armston, was on to all the cool music. And he liked, you know, like PC music and Sophie and Cutie and all those people. And he showed me Lemonade, and I flipped my lid. I thought it was the coolest thing I'd heard wow. ever. How many years ago? This was in 20, probably like 15, 14 or 15. And it struck you as the coolest thing you had heard ever. Yes. I, I was like, this is, this is like... And in fact, I still think it's the coolest music I've ever heard. Like it, mm. it still feels like cutting edge to me and mm. awesome, and makes me excited every time I hear it. And it like makes me want to make stuff. And I listen to it while I animate, and I get hype. And she was really special. Yeah, I think that's right. 
I associate it often with a specific person who I slept with in school who played this at her birthday party. Wait, you mouth it. The person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mouth it. Mouth it. They wanna... Mouth it. <laughs> oh! Do you know who I'm talking about? Wait, the person... Yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. Yes, but you do, but you... Well, we can talk about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say anything more, but yeah. uh, let's just say you might know this person. Oh. Should I, did I say too much? Then I didn't think I know who it is. <laughs> well, to, to your question of... That's enough. We know each other so well. That you, you, Felipe knows just the right thing to say <laughs> to lead yeah, Sarah's right neurons <laughs> to the right person. Just the right. You clue. may know this person. That was enough. <laughs> yep. Um. So if you are curious who's getting laid in Raisin Man, Sam in college. Sam got in laid college, in college. Yeah. Someone who right. Felipe associates uh, Sophie with. Um, the hearing the coolest thing ever <laughs> and animating and I associate it with getting laid. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little oh. peek into who we were in college, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who in Raising Me is getting laid? As of this weekend, I think we're at a hundred percent, but, um, I will say, I will not say anything. And Felipe's not going to comment. I will not comment. Yeah. That's because Felipe got laid too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at 150%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as of this weekend, what's that about? I'm trying to do the math here. Well, like, w- w- what happens is we just fuck each other if we don't reach 100%. Right, so, so we're always topped up. <laughs> yeah. We're always yeah. topped up. We're always topped up. That's yeah, true. Yeah, do a little extra. Yeah. We never let it dip under 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a big, we've talked about this a little off the podcast. Big uh, Twitter presence of people being like, you, they people who haven't had sex all quarantine and... Yeah, it's so funny when people are like, am I the only one who hasn't left the house yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to, you know, put down people looking out for others. We respect that. Can no, that's true. I don't want to be making yeah. fun of someone who hasn't left the house. Cuomo never said you're not allowed to have sex while quarantine. So yeah, it, he it. said he said you could have oral sex. He said oral he? sex. Yeah. Yep. He said you're allowed to kiss on the cheek and on the mouth. Yeah. So that's how we've all been having sex. <laughs> Cuomo, Cuomo approved style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've all been having sex Cuomo style. That's right. Check it out my feet cute I, mean, I don't know if i've ever really like looked at your feet before they they're cute they're like perfect kind of dainty yeah there's a whole thing online about if you show feet it's like pornographic or whatever yeah and once you show them you can't take it back i could know. i could play into that be like wow there's my feet only fans feet but <laughs> i'm not so interested yeah sure well but we want to talk about the GameStop thing, and then we're going to get into the big... I thought you were going to be like, well, uh, that's the show. <laughs> that's all we got. Well, the theme of this episode is we're talking about our feelings. Ah, before yes. we get to that, we talk about what happened with GameStop. Oh, yeah. Because I was sort of moved by um, how much FOMO I felt like maybe you were having about it, Flip. But didn't you really want to get in on it? In yes, I love a nice, like, internet event when, like, <laughs> when the internet bleeds into the real world and you get to, like, have fun with all the people on the internet. I love that. And I saw some people were making money. So I was like, now. I gotta get on the roller coaster, make two hundred bucks, buy myself a switch. Yeah. But um, Robin Hood did not let me sign on, and I found out that they were kind of throttling new users because they didn't want GameStop to keep going up. That's right. And uh, you posted on Instagram asking for help if someone would like help you figure out how to get on. And I thought that was sort of pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you thought? I, yep, I yep. didn't ask for help. I just said, is this happening to anyone else? Can they tell me? You thought it was pathetic? 
<laughs> in a way, uh, I thought either you're in it or you're not in it. You can't be like trying to get in it like several days later. <laughs> <laughs> you're like ghosting about that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. No, my it. my friends in there. Can you just let me in? My friends in there. I need I need to get him. I'm friends with the brother. Yeah. yeah. I'm friends with the brother. I didn't yeah. let him before. They let me in last weekend. Yeah. yeah. No, it's absolutely true. I was trying to like I was trying to get in, but it's like you had to be you had to be there from the start. You yep. had to get up when the roller coaster was getting off. Yep. But there were definitely people that on my Twitter feed that were like, I just jumped on. I got like, what was it? Um, AMC. Like I jumped on AMC. I got 300 bucks. So I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And did anything really like happen on Friday? Like did it all? They, I read that it was still, everybody was kind of holding on on Friday, but I don't really know what that, what that means. Like, well, I, someone can tell me if this is true, but my understanding was that like the, the shorts, like had to be paid on friday or something friday was like deadline was final finishing line is that true every week i think the shorts are due on on friday so Mm, like rent Mm -hmm. like rent let's see if kyle does kyle have the answer um no, something talking about the whole Jake is thing. saying GameStop is lit. Guys. Robin Hood is shit. Steal from the poor, give to the rich is their new policy. It's true. Robin Hood, not good. We're boycotting. That's right. That's right. And Kyle, I don't know what you're talking about, man, <laughs> but just can can you try and stay with what we're talking about? <laughs> we're talking about so if, that when we turn to you yes, and we it's, read your it's, comment. It's, it's something that we want to read aloud about what we're saying. Mm-hmm. It can't be yes. about mm-hmm. to someone else about a different thing. Some bit you've been developing since like yeah. a bunch of comments ago. That's exactly right. Um, uh, well, Kyle says, I had 12 AMC for two hours and realized I didn't have the stomach for it and sold immediately. Did you make any money? That's, <laughs> that's what funny. I thought, too. I was actually kind of g- glad that um, Robin Hood locked me out because I was like, I would get too nervous. Mm. I was listening on the Brian Lair show. They obviously did a story about this and they did call-ins for people who were involved in whether they had t- bought stocks or what they were doing. And one woman called in to be like, oh, my husband bought a bunch of GameStop stock and he's playing this game. And it's really pissing me off because like people shouldn't be playing games. Like I'm a doctor and I go in every day and I fight coronavirus and like this is life and death stuff. So stop like fucking around. And I was like, sounds like she's got to talk to her husband and not Brian Lair. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to your husband if you got a problem with your husband. And also like, it just made me mad because I was like, your husband, I don't know what your husband's like, but he's not the same as the hedge funds. That's not, yeah. Yes. And, one guy, guys have to have games. They, we got we got to be playing games. You, you want them playing a yep. game that no one cares about, like exactly. the stock market, because otherwise they're gonna be playing exactly. with women's hearts. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and then yeah. secondly, being a doctor is a game. You ever played mm-hmm. that that surgeon game? Oh, yes. Operation. Yeah. Operation. Yeah. So it's true. Yeah. Exactly. That's what Brian Lehrer should have said. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I think you're playing a game <laughs> right now by calling into the Brian Lehrer. Every show. time That's you right. take a wrench out of a guy's stomach, yeah. you're. Playing a game. <laughs> playing a game. That's exactly right. And he said, "Great point." That's such a great point. And I just thought that was not a, a great point because it wasn't a great point because he never gives anyone great points. Brian He's Lair. always just like next caller. Oh really? Like, yeah. And he didn't push back on this one. No, he just said, "Great, great, great." Why didn't he just push back? I want to push back on that. I don't Isn't know. Isn't Wall Street already playing games? Yeah. And now it's the little guy that's getting in that's on it. It's getting in on the game and, and game over because the little guy got in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But he didn't say so. Yeah. There was there was I read there was a guy who whose GameStop stock went up to like correct me if I'm wrong but I think seven million dollars they had seven million Mm dollars like waiting for them and they didn't pull out because because that's how committed they were the line they held the line but I don't know if they ended up pulling out but I think having seven million dollars on a little computer screen that I could take 
it would it would make my little heart explode. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, Felipe, if these, if it's any consolation to you, you do have to pay something called a capital gains tax <laughs> on, on all the money so that you, you take out. So, so wait, how much is that? I mean, seven million is seven million. Even half. if I had to pay a million dollars of capital yeah. gains tax, here's half. You wait, we're up million to dollars. seven million now. Yes, seven million. Wait, did I did I say the I thought you said a million. I said seven. I mean, seven still, million. I mean, yeah. how much could you pay capital gains on a million? More than a thousand dollars. It could be. It could be a lot. Could be quite a bit. Dude, it would be more than I have in my bank account right now is what I would have left over. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. I'll take $500,000 and I'm set for yeah. life. Yeah, I was just reading that and I was feeling so bad for like that people weren't supposed to sell their stocks. That was the point, right? But like all these people with like student debt and like high school teachers and like people who'd gotten in on it. I was like, oh, how are you going to tell them not to take, you know, $50,000? No, but some people did take them out. And did, they did. Some people and were, did. yeah. And I'm glad that they did. But I just, it would have, it's a fraught decision. Let's see, Jake. Jake knows all the info. Sarah, so you gotta wear your glasses. Do I look? If you want a podcast, okay, and read the thing, you gotta wear your glasses. Wait, <laughs> fine. I'll wear my glasses. I'm gonna keep up with the chat. Jake is saying, "Here's a fun fact." Is Hot Steps Jake? I thought this was. Oh no, this is Hot Steps. No, this, I I thought it said Host Let Ho. Um, <laughs> that is not Jake. Hot Steps is saying, <laughs> "I saw three letters underscore." Here's a fun fact. I had like 36 bucks worth of Doge, Doge. That Doge. was the second. That was the second. Doge coin. Doge yeah. coin. Yep. And it peaked at a thousand. But I was under the impression that the Doge coin thing like dipped hard. That like it went down and people lost money. Am I wrong about that? Wait, was it? Jake? It hit us on the whether we're wrong about that. Folks, it was never We love Jake. to know when we're wrong. We love to know when we're wrong and to admit it. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> we love to be wrong. Yeah, we love to, I love to be wrong. I wish Trump would say that. Yeah. He never, <laughs> never says that. Folks, That's what was wrong with him being president. Yes. Mm-hmm. Conflict is not abuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if he said that? <laughs> I think collectively people made 16 billion on GameStop. Hell yeah. <laughs> Someone Hell in the yeah. chat saying new topic? New topic is Fuck one off. puzzle queen. No, <laughs> new topic. Who is one puzzle queen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Friends with Kyle? Because they're being mean to Kyle a little yeah, bit. They're being so. kind of feisty. <laughs> New topic. New topic. Okay, new topic. Look, look, Puzzle Clean, let me lay down the rules for you. And Raisin Man, we talk about a topic until there's nothing left <laughs> to say about it. And everyone is bored. And then we make a couple more jokes yep. about it. Mm-hmm. And then we move on, okay? And then we'd never have an exciting topic that's yes. waiting in the wings. Right. So it's exactly. never, there's no point in rushing forward because right. you're never going to get anywhere. There's no better place to be. There's no good like place this. that we're getting yes. to. Love the one you're with is what yes. you're exactly. Yep. exactly. Love the one you're with. Exactly. I'm sorry that I told you to fuck off. I was, I was just, just being, kidding. Just I was kidding. Just being Not just your friend, Kyle. Huh. Okay. One oh, cool. Queen. You redeemed your viewer points. A hundred viewer points redeemed to highlight your comment, Kyle. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> no, don't log off. Don't log off. Don't no, log off. No. We're just kidding. We're changing the topic. I'm sorry, Puzzle topic. Queen. I'm sorry, we're Puzzle sorry, Queen. Please sorry. stay change, on. We're changing give the topic. us a topic. We'll riff. Let me look. We'll riff on I'm, it. We I'm, talked about who we were sleeping with at a very kind of I, abstract level. I'm yeah. sorry, though, Puzzle Queen. You can't come on the thing. Then roast us, next topic, say next topic, and then we roast you back, and now you're being mm-hmm. offended. I can't feel bad about this. Mm-hmm. I have to defend myself somehow. Mm-hmm. Can you get more in the camera, Sam? I feel like you're there. 
Well, what's up, guys? Felipe wants me more in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just abusing your rights to have your own special little chair if you're gonna yeah, roll well, it that's, right off I camera. Can, I, I gotta keep moving. I gotta be agile. Yeah. You, you, I want you to look over, and you'll never know where I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Chris Rock used to yeah. say about a stand-up. Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't you want the audience to not know where you're gonna be, ne- or something like that, or you never want to be in the same. Something. Huh. He walked around the stage a lot. Yeah. yeah. I remember hearing that when you're new at stand-up, you're supposed to plant your feet and not move at all, and then you have to like earn the right to move around the stage through like doing enough mics and stuff who said that that was like a principle that people talk about on podcasts like new comedians make the mistake of just like pacing non-specifically around the stage in a directing Mm. distracting way like elephant walking and stuff and that uh you need to be distinctive with your walking so until you're really good you should stand totally you gotta squat you gotta sit on the floor yeah crisscross on the floor and you you gotta earn the right to stand stand up up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's why they call it that that's a good rule, actually. I wish someone had said that to me. Really? I think I think you, were... you love shit like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> you I love, love rules, rules yeah. like that. You have to earn the right to move around the stage. I would have said that to all of my friends. I've <laughs> 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 been knocking at your door at two in the morning to say that uh, to you. Yeah. Talk about how the textbook seller is a piece of shit for not delivering it. My ears are steaming. I'm so mad. All right. Bro, textbooks. That's yeah, a racket. That sucks. I've been getting this thing on the inside of my mouth. Do you see it? Uh, yes, yeah. I do. It looks sort of like a an, like an ulcer, like a canker sore, but it's like more sort of a more of a bump. It's like a black bump that I keep getting in my mouth, filled with blood. It's filled with blood. I'm gonna. Can I go back to the textbook thing? Please, please, please And please. then I'm gonna change it to a different topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can all have our separate yeah, topics yeah, totally, and just totally. have them parallel. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll <laughs> everyone, and yeah. We should get separate podcasts. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just Twitch stream video games. Yeah. I I once went to a talk in school where a person talked about how fucked up textbooks are, and this never occurred to me. But so many of the textbooks, the research in textbooks, are like science are are public based on publicly funded research so a lot of the science textbooks so essentially what happens is people just take publicly funded research that's been funded by taxpayers and they put it in a book and then they sell it to students at a way way jacked yeah, up yeah they're price. mad expensive and they're really expensive it's all based on research that we've already paid for already and, and it's like a complete it's just a complete one of the ways in which it's a complete rack and these are just arbitrary others. companies that are not then investing that money into further research or anything it's just like no well you no, gotta no. you gotta pay the you know the person that sets the type on InDesign, the person that makes the illustration right. of like a graph floating in a sort of ambiguous yes. 3d space you know in those yes. calc Yes. textbooks you need sure. the person that makes the cardboard cover you gotta pay those yes. guys the person who like in the ca- in like a, a calculus textbooks they take like a cutout jpeg of like the globe and then another like cutout of like a man like a renaissance man at a table mm-hmm. and then like a dinosaur and they're all like floating yes <laughs> calculus <space>. five yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. discovering calculus yes. yeah. like a kind yeah. of scholastic universe yeah. a lot goes into that it's world building yeah, really. exactly. yeah yeah and it's very cool well it sounds similar to what happens with the vaccine and you know the government's paying for the research that makes the medicine and then we got to pay fuck ton a lot of money for the medicine doesn't make sense wait is that true though isn't like moderna and all those people i mean i'm not look i'm not capping for the big uh, pharmaceuticals but didn't they put in the research i thought that the government put funding towards the research being done Ah, i guess you're right yeah and then uh 
So, and then we got to pay for the vaccines. The government then has to buy them from the companies that they gave the money to. Doesn't make sense. It's awful. Doesn't make sense. It's awful. It sucks. So. They should have paid us to make the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just yeah. cook something up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just get in the lab, cook something up. <laughs> yeah, I always hated textbooks. And especially in college, it was like, often people be like, you don't need to buy a textbook. Or like, you could get, you could kind of get around it. But yeah. It was like, then it's like, that seems twisted because it's so expensive. And then there's a bit of knowledge that you don't need to buy it. That's. It's yes. I don't have I was, any words. I have no more I, words. I was looking at Sarah because she, she's so irately angry. It just <laughs> stunned into silence. <laughs> she's frozen like a statue. I remember once I needed to buy a textbook that I had an open book test. I'd put off buying the Spanish textbook all semester because I was like, fuck that. I don't need a Spanish textbook. I just look the words up on the internet and stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia. Dot, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. But then we had at the end of the semester an open book test and I was like, I don't have the fucking book. Now I gotta go buy it. And I went to the bookstore and it was back in like college when I lived on just like when I had like $75 on my debit card and that was all the money I had access to at a given time. And like, I think maybe I had like $139 and the book cost like 140. And I just like argued with the people at the bookstore. I was like, come on, just give me a deal on it. Just give it to me for 139. (laughs) And they refused to do it. And I just think that that's like, just what's with all the red tape. Make a, a deal. Let's make a deal. <laughs> imagine a book that costs 140 bucks. You know, imagine and it's not you, even a good story. It's not even a good story. Imagine if you went to buy Harry Potter. Harry Potter was 140 dollars. Unbelievable, and that's a great story. They say. Yes, you yeah. haven't read it. I haven't read it. You should. You haven't read it, right? Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it. Does that count? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a read. You've then never you even read the Sorcerer's it. Stone. I read the Sorcerer's Stone. Okay, so then. Okay, so. So there you go. That's a good story. Hot step, sis. You're you're learning to be an accountant though, right? So <laughs> Sam, that's such good um, remembering. Hot stepsis, I love I got, that, that you come back every week. Do you remember that? Did you realize that we named the uh, episode, the first episode that you listened to on SoundCloud, is named after your username? Maybe you don't know yet that we have the episodes on SoundCloud, but we do, and we named it. We named it for you. So thanks for coming back. Yeah. Well, all, what I was going to say is, if you're learning to be an accountant, then you know. Maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe you can figure out how to make the textbooks cheaper once you graduate. Yes. Yes. Because you can do some kind of accounting maneuvers. Work with the bottom line. Yes. Yeah. Move, move a couple move a couple ones and zeros. A exactly. couple of decimal points. Yeah. Lose a, lose a couple of of uh, books. You know. Yeah. Clean. Isn't that what the mafia does? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a couple of books go missing. Yeah, no one's exactly. the wiser. Exactly. Hmm. Well, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe that'll be a good reason for you to go to the yes. SoundCloud. And I don't know if One Puzzle Queen is still with us, but I just want to say, if you look at how Hop Steps is being more additive with their feedback and saying, well, why don't you talk about this next? Right. That's, That's modeling the behavior. As opposed to, to next topic. Next topic. Yes. As if we have another topic. Yes. No, yes. <laughs> no other topic. We're just stre- stretching it out. Maybe we can talk about GameStop again. <laughs> <laughs> Circle back. Well, it's like that theory where like you go deep inside 
one thing and it actually like is the gateway mm-hmm. into everything else. The whole else. story yes. is yes. told. Yeah, within a raindrop. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. What was that book? Um, was it's it The Grinch Stole Christmas and it's all on a snowflake. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking about, um, there's a Kurt Vonnegut book where a guy makes a painting that's like really maximalist and then in one drop is reflected, like in one drop inside of the world of the painting is reflected the entire painting. Wow. Oh, how did they do that? Well, it's a book, so it's, it's, just no one it. really did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kurt Vonnegut well, just described but it. But I can picture it. So <laughs> it's, just, it's manifest. Yeah. It's yeah. hmm. kind of the beauty of books. Truly. Hasub says, I think that textbooks are expensive because the government pays for, for a lot of it through assistance, so more people are willing to pay for it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that exhausted is the extent of my knowledge on the textbook. Yeah. Issue, so yeah, I need I need one puzzle queen it. to be here to say next topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think after the GameStop, we're gonna go to feelings. Ah, feelings. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'll I'll p- yep. kick it off and say, Felipe. I want to welcome uh, Mustache Ride two thousand one to the chat. They're saying yo. We're I'm saying yo back. Well, and welcome. 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 This was an exploratory podcast. Um, where we build something together. Mm-hmm. Felipe, how, how have you been feeling this week? Uh, not great. Me I've neither. been feeling Me like either. ass. was feeling really low, but I've, re, you know, I rediscovered a thing that I already knew, but, you know, all, all sort of discoveries are rediscoveries. That wait, wait. I made that up. <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> She's, he's discovering a All thing he already knew. All discoveries are rediscoveries. Yeah. So. I made that up and it sounded good to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Does I'll, it sound true? I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. It's and I'll, amazing that say, such wise words can come from such yes. an idiot. <laughs> yes. Lowly okay. idiot. And so what if that were true? Let's accept that if that were true. And yeah, go on. Um, well, what I rediscovered was that running makes me feel good. And I went running on Friday and it like turned, it turned my mood real hard. Oh. Like I, I became, I went from you like felt super fast. Yes. Yes. I was like Sonic. <laughs> I went from pits of despair to feeling great. So then now I'm like, okay, I got the life hack. I can just run mm. and, uh, make everything better. So I was feeling better throughout this weekend, but you know, I'm expecting forecast for this week. I'm going to feel like shit again, probably given the pattern so far. And cause you can't run in the snow. I can run in any. I can run any <laughs> climate. You can run anywhere, anytime, yeah. Sarah. Oh, that's <laughs> sick. Mm. Um, how about uh, let's go to Sam? I've been feeling terrible. Yes, which yeah. is a shock. Yeah. You're Why? Because so, you're stable. Yeah. And I Sam, you don't say how you feel. I know it's like you hide it. Sometimes you'll tell me you're feeling mm-hmm. depressed. I'm like, I would not have known you that. You hit because you hit it. Well, well, I'm saying now. This is why we started the podcast. Yeah, so. Open me, opening me up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for you to say that. I well, I was feeling bad all all week. I feel like I say it. You do say it. You do say it. But I think that. Um, but I say it with a little Joker smile yeah. on my face, and I I'm cackle. Crap. Every time I every every time I laugh, I, there's a tear that comes out as I'm well. I'm depressed. 
Ghost. And Felipe's so like, why are you hiding the way you feel? <laughs> Maybe you're not hiding the way you feel. Maybe it's just that I know I'm inside of my own brain and I, I'm failing to create a bridge between right. your inner exactly. life and mine. Exactly. So, so Felipe, when you like knock on the bathroom door and you hear me sobbing in there, <laughs> I think that should be a sign <laughs> or the fact that I like haven't eaten anything all day, you know, yeah, maybe I should or I've, I've, I'm st- staying in one position on the couch <laughs> since five in the morning. That's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So we're doing, we're over, we're over two so far in terms wow. of how you feel. How Damn. about you, Sarah? Well, I was going to say this. It's funny that Sam, to you, you're like a whole guy who feels depressed and sad and stuff sometimes. And to me, you're like a, just a projection of what I think you're like and what goes on with you. And, and in my mind, you had a great week. So it's just weird to take this all in and be like, oh, I guess Sam is feeling bad. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'll, you know, whether or not you feel bad or good. Also, let me know how the sound's doing. I'm seeing the volume go down. Let Alex, me we'll get to your question, but we're, yes. we're doing feelings right now. So. Yeah. Um, whether or not you feel good or bad, I always think when I'm feeling stressed or anxious, I think, uh, Sam wouldn't feel any of this. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. yep. Sam would just be calm about Sam this. Would but just stretch. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you guys kind of project onto me the thing you need me to be for yeah, you guys. That's you true. know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I feel great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We switched places with Sarah. Sarah's yep. feeling the best of all of us. I'm high. Yeah. And I was texting Felipe about it earlier in the week and you said you were gonna try to manifest my energy, but then I guess you failed to do it. Absolutely failed, yeah. Yeah. I was telling Felipe, but you know the thing when you become depressed, if you fill out like a uh, an inventory where they're evaluating you for depression, they ask you if like your hobbies and interests are have you lost interest in them? And I had without even really realizing it, and then this past week I've just been like, Oh yeah, I have all these little hobbies that I like to do. <laughs> And I've been doing my little hobbies and just like getting really high off that. In a Sarah was getting no pleasure from painting Warhammer 40k figurines. She was painting Space Marines for tabletop gaming, and she wasn't getting any pleasure. From Why it. am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm right back in it. I'm right this back doesn't in feel it. like it used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like all your hobby. You're like, yeah, I used to have all these little hobbies that would save me from depression, like like staring out the window yeah. for. For uh, f- 14 hours a day or like yeah. not getting out of bed yeah. going for a walk and filling my pockets with little rocks <laughs> as many as I can fit yeah hmm. but you said you felt bliss uh, sewing a button back on mm-hmm. while watching a movie mm-hmm. I, yeah I really like watching boring documentaries and I've been watching them and I've been sewing little buttons on my coats and stuff and I'm just getting off super hard on that. And I've been watching so many movies that I've stopped reviewing them on Letterboxd because I don't want people to know. Holy crap. <laughs> you're spiraling out of control. <laughs> but you're living my you're living my dream to have many movies to review on Letterboxd. If only. If only that could be my life. And also because I started actually thinking about the metrics of like getting likes on Letterboxd, which you know, anyone who's in the Letterboxd community knows that I set out to not worry about that. Yes. That when we started Letterboxd accounts, I said, this is not to be funny or to be be clever or to play a little game or Same. do likes this is just to review the movies so that your friends will know what movies they should watch <laughs> yes and i started i got a lot of likes on one of my reviews which and one then, uh, my review of crumb which we'll talk about <laughs> yes and then that made me not want to get low low ratings on other reviews so yeah once you had a taste you couldn't once i know i could do it in the dragon no i mean i was the same where i was like i don't need likes i don't need to like climb up here and then my friends started getting a lot of likes and i was like you can play this game okay how do i get it how do i write a funny review <laughs> yep. Yep. And I've sort of been thinking Damn, about. I gotta get on it. 
I think you should get on it. Part of the key is that people have to know the movie you're reviewing so that if you're making an esoteric little comment on it, they will know what that means. So then you have to decide whether or not to sort of explain the movie and then give your comment. Or There's lots of different ways to game it or give such a general comment that even if you haven't seen the movie, it's still funny. So I just kind of losing the thread on it. And so I haven't reviewed all the movies I watched. Do you do, you do better numbers if you review more... Um commonly watched films i think so you must you must i feel like probably right because you will click on your reviews because they saw it and they want to be like well what do you think about it but if they don't even know it then you're like why do i give a fuck about a movie i'm not gonna watch what you thought the thing i really don't want to do is do that kind of review that's just like uh holy crap you know i don't want (laughs) to do like i don't want to do like one line I'm like, I want to write something about that. Because it's mm. like, because then the joke is how little you're saying about the movie. Yeah. Like how much is left. And it's like, I don't want to do that joke. Yeah. I want to write something, a real reaction. Mm. A real, a true. I want to say something true. You wrote such an earnest review of Crumb that I was moved by you sticking to the principle of really reviewing the movie. You're like, oh, God. this is going to get no yeah. likes. Wait. This is for nobody. That sounds... <laughs> Wait, that, sounds that makes me think that the review is bad. <laughs> you wrote such a bad review the other day that I was so heartened by your commitment. I was, that was incredible. How to you... absolutely bombing on this website. <laughs> you are not afraid to write some stupid corny shit. <laughs> you of all people. People, so you do it. I, I really was touched by it. Yeah. Um, Some people are out here doing corny shit every day, but you're usually trying to be glib. So yeah, yeah. no, on Letterbox is where I get real. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people wrote really funny. Like uh, Branson Reese had a really funny review of Crumb. What was his? He wrote, "There is no way Crumb is a good smelling guy." Huh. That's funny. That's true. I think it's funny. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. It's like a tweet. Yeah, I'd say totally in review yeah. in my book. Well, that's what I don't want to do on Letterbox. Yeah, just be yeah. tweeting because that's what. Yeah, when I see people doing overly funny reviews, it kind of annoys me. Do you think this is the kind of conversation where? So on Apple reviews, listeners, we got a review saying that we're overly worried about what other people think, <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that uh, we suffer from that. And I wonder if this conversation is an example of. Uh, maybe. Well, I did. I did want to give context. So on Apple Review, someone wrote, uh, I wish I hadn't listened. These people are very uh, very insecure and they care too much about what other people think. I just wanted to give the full context of the review because I think it's fu- a funny review. It is a funny review. Um, kind of. And I want to give the full context of the thing. Uh, Sam, crouch into the frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... No, I was just making a joke because you gave context, and then Felipe, and then Felipe gave, gave the context go, oh, again. Over my context. <laughs> well, I wanted yeah, more. Yeah. I wanted the bits yeah. that were before and after. He took out a gun and immediately shot it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I think this conversation is fine. It doesn't feel too uh, too needy. No, I don't think so either. But it's just it's the paradigm we're operating under that I think maybe bothers that person. I wonder what they heard that made them feel that way. Yeah. Oh, please. I wonder what they're going to think. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so no. nervous. What, what's in the chat? Please go back. Oh, guys, shut the fuck up in the chat, okay? We got to talk about it. Nobody is. It was a bad review. Fuck you. Just stay and listen until week. It gets good. Damn, we lost four viewers. Damn, damn. <laughs> that that's that's probably what they heard. Yeah, that's yeah. probably what they heard, Felipe. Four viewers. Damn. Um, so someone whose name is Infinite Football Review, which is a movie I did review this week on Letterboxes. Thanks for thinking of me, Sarah. What does that mean? 
like I reviewed that movie. So whoever who's like someone looked at my letterbox, saw that I reviewed that movie, then made and then made an account, account named the movie that you reviewed. The movie that I reviewed. It's wow. an interesting bit. I don't know who that is, but it's funny, strange. So so <laughs> potent was the review. Mm-hmm. Wait, I feel like we branched off at a point where I was like, there was a thing that we needed to answer earlier, and we branched off. You're talking and I, about Letterbox. You're talking about Glib reviews. Talking about Crumb. We were gonna get into that. We were gonna get into Crumb. Great documentary. Run, don't walk to Amazon <laughs> Prime to watch it. To watch Crumb. Or don't do Amazon Prime because they're bad. But if you can, you know, if you can't find any other way, it's okay to do Amazon. It's Prime. okay to do it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. I think it was around when you were talking about sewing something, and then you went oh, on the lot right. letterbox we're about being depressed, and and yeah, and that I thought if people saw me reviewing too many movies on Letterbox, I well, I didn't know really know what they would think, but not that I was happy. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too many. Re- yes, I've had. I remember a friend of mine was. Uh, t- uh, tweeting a lot and then another friend of mine said hey our friend is tweeting a lot I think they're depressed and I thought I was like I never thought I never thought about that because to me when someone's tweeting a lot I mm. think cool you're putting in the work <laughs> but my other friend thought this person's depressed that's really funny <laughs> or like going through a manic is episode bad, something bad's happening yeah, yeah. I just want to kill myself. I'm yeah. so sad. Yeah. Felipe looks and it's like, great, man. Awesome. Great putting out the content. I need 12 more of these retweet, by the end of the day. Like. <laughs> that's really funny. It's one of those things that's like, um, it's so, the irony is so apparent that it's actually not interesting at all. It's like the person on Instagram whose life seems so wonderful on stories, finding out that person's depressed, you're like, oh, ironic isn't it ironic that sure yes it's actually not ironic at this point i think in civilization we understand that that's how it is you're overcompensating if you're posting a lot i wanted to tweet about being depressed and then i thought this is so such a well-trodden road yes there's no way i could i could get on hop on Mm -hmm. this train now you know I used to have a, a joke, which I don't think I used to say it on stage. I don't think it was funny, and I don't and I think it was cliched. But well, we'll decide. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope they like it. <laughs> but it was like, but I do think it speaks to something real. I, I would be like, oh, um, I have anxiety, but people talk about having anxiety so much on stage that it's become cliche. So the way I've dealt with that is that I don't have anxiety anymore. That's not, funny. Not fu- I mean, whatever. Yes, maybe. Yeah, think, but, fuck you. It's okay. not. <laughs> that's what's now. That's the double turn. It's, if you think it's good, now you're an idiot. You really, you really caught me off guard. You kicked me. You like. <laughs> um, but uh, but it is a thing where it's like you feel like your feelings are cliche, and then you're like, man, I just shouldn't feel it. Like I'm lame for feeling this. Yeah, I have something to say about that. I, this is bothering me, so I want to answer it because Peter doesn't usually listen to the show. I feel like he's gonna turn it off. He says, "Sarah, you're coming home for the storm. I have a snow day. If you want to play in the snow, I'll come home. If not, I'm going to my." Piet de Terre in Brownsville. <laughs> <laughs> Piet de Terre. You know that that French term? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. What does it mean? Like little house, little vacation home? I think it literally means uh, foot to the ground. <laughs> yep. Huh. So you tell me if you, if you want to hang out and play in the snow, then I'll come home also, or watch a movie or something. We kind of left Alex in the lurch because, whoa, Hot Steps is saying Will? So Hot Steps just saw Will go by in the background Hot and Will called it out. Voice. Why does Hot Steps, Hot Steps is, is like saying Will's name a lot, even though they just started listening like two episodes ago, don't, yep. doesn't know Will. <laughs> doesn't something. even know that you and Will know each other from middle school. Wow, it's, the, it's, it's amazing how impactful Will's aloofness and coolness 
is given given that in only two episodes someone can already be interested in who that stranger <laughs> is. Also, st- Hot Steps has redeemed uh, watch points, a hundred watch points to highlight the comment. Will so they've uh, they really they used up their resources. <laughs> Try to get a message to you. Do you? To say, I, you, I see you. There's no amount of uh, reward points that I wouldn't spend on you. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Say I hate again. to do this, but you got to say it again. Hot Steps, sis. There's no amount of little message points that I wouldn't redeem for you that is so sweet um so what what alex asked was he's saying that his knees are killing him and he's been running every other day so i took a break how the fuck do i mine too alex i've i've been starting to run and this hip hurts and this knee hurts and it's hard for me to walk upstairs and that shouldn't be happening at at 28 my cousins and not for someone who's Hot and stuff. Like never hot gets you. depressed. Yeah. And it's so such you a rock. You shouldn't be depressed. You shouldn't be in pain. You should be happy and yeah. feel good. Yeah, you look yeah. great. Thank my, you. My cousin's partner told me. I asked him because he runs a lot. He runs like marathons, and he told me one school of thought is that you shouldn't let your shoes get old. You should get uh, oh. new shoes and like shoes that have proper. Um, support oh my gosh i've never get new shoes that's insane no me neither i've been running with the same running shoes that i had in college and they're like don't worn down to the bone but um he said that that contributes having old shoes contributes to it i have old shoes <laughs> so try to get better shoes. Try to get better shoes here's something else whenever i'm in pain i take a pleasure in um taking a like a tylenol pm because the sleep is so heavy and like mm-hmm. comes for you and it just feels really really mm-hmm. good so mm-hmm. as long as you're in pain take a painkiller and have a good time yeah, yeah get high my man get high i remember my dad never wanted us to take like ibuprofen and tylenol in your kids and my mom was like take four yeah <laughs> she's yep. like yep. she's yep. like the yep. reason one of the great parts about growing up in this age is that uh, is that you get to take drugs you know big time and that you're missing out if you're not doing that big time <laughs> yeah big time. my parents were always very like pro medication yeah. yeah like take it now take it before it hurts <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny um i wanted to say about you were saying that it's not wasn't special that you had anxiety or depression yes yes and so writing a joke about it was like sort of annoying and um, I maybe this is annoying that I'm derailing the conversation no, to go please, back to please. that. But it just made me think of like realizing when I was a kid, I was thinking of this earlier today for some reason, that sometimes when someone is sad, they want to know that everybody else is sad too, so it's okay. And other times they want you to be like, oh, that's really special that you feel sad in that way. And I bet that you're leading up to some kind of epiphany that's unique mm-hmm. to you. Um, and that it's hard to know when, who's in what mode. And I think it's been weird during coronavirus because it's like this thing of like everyone's depressed. So anytime anyone talks about being depressed, it's not special. Yeah. 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 And I also think there's a thing about depression, which someone I read once comes from Shakespeare, which I, I don't know if that's true, but, but that we have a concept about depression in the West that smart people and reflective people get depressed mm-hmm. and that, you're saying dum-dums get depressed too <laughs> <laughs> no and that but but that people who are ha- being happy is a sign of of being like not intelligent mm. and i think that is also like a trope that like is carried over into like comedy around depression and stuff like that and it, it, they specifically mentioned jay Quiz, who's that character in as you like it who's like this kind of pontificating sad person and um, I just think that's interesting. Yes. 
that in in other cultures in the east perhaps that you can be happy you can be happy and be and, wise and also be smart yeah 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 hmm. interesting what next <laughs> something else i could say about that which is that um i was thinking also this weekend about um people who are pretentious and then people who are specifically not pretentious but it takes on a layer of pretension how much they are not trying to be pretentious um which i think is kind of like a leftist cultural phenomenon and do you know what i mean no i don't can you describe that a little more um i guess like it's thinking about it like in terms of like the comedy industry you know there's um like people who are really blatantly out there trying to get successful in a kind of conventional manner. And then there are people who are like, oh, we're actually above all of that. We don't care about the traditional like um, auspices of success and um, we're doing something else. But those people seem to have their own value system of sort of like pretentious art world sort of aesthetics and like beliefs about what is important that they still sort of gatekeep and like you're either in or you're out of. Mm -hmm. um, and then this was somehow. Wait, you're saying that you're saying that you're saying that like. Don't get mad at me. You're saying that. Are you saying that comedians that do clubs and uh, like want to write on Fallon are sort of like uh, gatekeeping, but then that alt comedians who should actually be more open because they don't care about Fallon are have, actually gatekeeping? Are also have their own sort of better than everybody aesthetics about like well, the way that they. I guess where I don't agree with that is I think all comedians have their own uh, ladder that they're trying to climb. That's true. They they have their own institutions yes. that fund them and that they're trying to. But so I think I that they assume a, an anti-pretension aesthetic that is uh, superficial. Well, but I think that like club comics also have an anti-pretension aesthetic. You know, they're it's like true. They're like everybody. we're the gutter guys. Yeah, it's like, if you <laughs> can kill in a room music. with uh, whoever, you can you can kill a comedy. Yeah. That kind of thing. You know, it's true. And it's they true. think that the old people are actually pretentious. Fair enough. So Yeah, so uh, it's all just different flavors of pretension, but that actually doesn't derail me from the point I was going to make, which I remembered, which <laughs> is that if I consider that the most important thing is to not be pretentious, which I sometimes think that is the most important thing. Is to I, not I, be pretentious. It's to not be pretentious. I, it's like my least favorite quality, I think, in other people. I would never date anyone who came off to me as being pretentious. I think it's disgusting. Um, though I'm sure that people will say in the comments maybe that i'm pretentious like in our reviews i don't know it's all relative it's it all depends relative. on what you think you hear yes. that guys so if you're angling to date sarah I don't, really don't be pretentious I really don't, I really don't like it yeah and um but i was trying to imagine like what is the person who eschews all pretense like what would that look like and it would be some sort of um kind of like checked out unemotional person who's just like it's all good like you're cool you're cool like i don't care whatever whatever flies with me man they're like, like talking to hitler yeah. and they're like whatever yeah, man I love cool this guy. this guy rocks mm -hmm. yes a kind of a kind of hobbesian noble savage <laughs> <I'm pretty> <laughs> <laughs> like, i think if i met that person i wouldn't like them you'd hate them yeah, yeah. so I don't know. No, you do need you do need some sort of discrimination between you know what is okay and what isn't, and how you want to be and how you don't want to be, and who's <laughs> being the way you don't want to be. And S someone described this to me, but going on a date with someone and they agree with everything you say mm. is like the most unattractive. That's funny. <laughs> you, yeah. No, but what if it's genuine? <laughs> it's true. It can be genuine, but but I think they were describing that quality of even when they even when this this guy was describing stuff he was like ah i'm getting this wrong like i'm fucking up the way i'm describing this i'm not making myself clear and then the other person's like yeah yeah totally <laughs> yes. you so yeah. when you hate a thing you're saying and then the other person's still agreeing with it then you're like 
uh, that's bad. This, this, got you. this person's yeah. not even, this, they're not filtering anything. I don't even think anything. that. And you said you think that, yeah. so got you. I don't know, though. <laughs> it's a trick. Yeah. It's a, sometimes you need to lay traps <laughs> when you're on the date. Yeah. I love it's racism. Uh, I'm not explaining this correctly. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 you are. I love it, too. I have friends who I who are, like, not pretentious like me, who, like, don't care about all the stupid, like, subtle, cringy things that I don't like or whatever. Sure. And they... <laughs> I know some people like that. And they are, like, so open to everyone, and they hang out with people that I would never hang out with. Maybe we've talked about this before. And I kind of envy them, because I'm like, oh, you can... You can just kind of fit in with like all sorts of people because you're just like, hell yeah. Like, I do know people who are like, hell yeah, that rocks, that rocks. And I can't Play do that. Play that again. That, that, that rocks. That Get rocks. out of your guitar, man. <laughs> just hell start yeah. fucking on I it. I love fucking Wonderwall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, no, that's the, that is wisdom. That's a kind of wisdom. It is a kind of wisdom. But yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting thing. I think I have a problem with those people who like everybody. To me, liking me it has to feel like what's non-fungible. Is that what? Wait, liking you has to be non. What do you mean? You know, fungibility is. <laughs> I have no. I don't know what fungibility is. I think I know it in like, again it's in like, economic um, context. Uh, non-fungible means it's like specific to you. It's like Bitcoin. Yes. You know, you can't just give the Bitcoin away. It has a specific number that's ID'd to you. Oh, that's like, that's and your it's thing. non-transferable. It's, not, it's non-transferable. Yes, it's not. Yes. You're not everything, store credit. Everything. Like, it, if something's money. fungible, everything is the same. Every unit of it is like the same. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, so it has to be non-fungible. It has to feel like it's like you like me and you don't like everybody. You like me. Yes. But if you like everybody, it's hard for me to get down with that. But I think it's unwise to feel that way. But I feel that way. So. No, I, I mean, I think they're just two different ways of being. I think both are both kind of work for different kind for, for different, different reasons. Time. Yeah. For different reasons. I, I notice when when traveling like everything's really dependent upon this context that you're in and when you're traveling you gotta like all kinds of people because you're like totally you're you're really reliant on strangers for like help and support so you immediately become like the most extroverted like Mm -hmm. awesome version of yourself Mm -hmm. dude i when i was in france i was like so like hungry to be friends with like french kids and i would I would be friends with anyone who would like hang out with I'd be me. Friends with any French kid, any yeah. French kid that would hang out with me, um, and I made friends with like people that I was like, oh, if we were in the same country, we would, like would never be friends. And there was this come point. to America, forget it. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't learn English. Don't over. Look me up in yeah. Yeah, New York. But there was this guy I was friends with named Sylvain. And he was like the corniest guy. Like he loved his favorite band was 30 Seconds to Mars. And he was showing me 30 Seconds to Mars songs. And I, um, I'm trying to think of other details, but like it kind of came to a head once where, so I met him in France, then I came back to the US and then I traveled back to France um, with my girlfriend at the time. And we met Sylvain again. We like went to a park and it was just like he could not have been more different like he there was he had nothing for my ex-girlfriend like that he just was not but it was sweet it was nice because he was so nice and we got in the car with him and then i don't know if it was lincoln park or 30 seconds to mars but he played it and he rapped along to the whole thing (laughs) and he was so excited he thought he was like dazzling us with this rock rap damn and it was like it was the corniest thing i'd ever seen but actually it was very refreshing i was like you're a sweetheart. This is so nice that you think here. this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you did the whole song. That's 
That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think of times when I've been desperate for a friend. And it really, it, you realize how elastic your um, love can be for someone. Yes. In your life. Yes. If I need someone, almost anyone who is willing to be with me can, <laughs> yes. can fulfill that Make need for cut. a time. Yeah. And then it's sad to see how um, harsh uh, you can turn on them as soon as you don't really need their friendship anymore. You can find someone you like better. You that, just crush them. Yes. Like <laughs> yes. Crystal. Well, yeah. uh, it's also, but it, it's also sad to meet people who have friend groups where you're like you never raised your bar at any point mm -hmm. the you're mm -hmm. just friends with these people because they're like the first 10 you people you saw you in saw college <laughs> or something like that and it's yep. like you guys yep. have nothing yep. in common yep. and yep. you're still yep. like stringing this shit yep. out and it's like yep. you would be 10 times more interesting if you yep. had like cut some friends out of your life yep. and made some new ones yep, yep. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> at penn every year they would vote for like the closest tightest freshman hall at the end of the year or actually senior year whoever was still the tightest of the freshman hall would win this award and they just thought it was that's the most pathetic bunch of loser <laughs> jokers <laughs> who never figured you gotta let cooler. those people go yeah. you gotta let your freshman yeah. hall go yeah that's the worst hall to have been born into <laughs> yeah better to be born into a hall i was born into a hall of all rich international students who were not trying to that's come to good. my room and have a smoothie yeah. break or whatever <laughs> we were supposed to do didn't give a fuck about me yeah and that was really good for me ultimately yeah yeah that fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking rocks. Yeah. I heard, uh, so Hot Steps is, we're going to keep you updated on what Hot Steps has said. Also used up another 100, uh, <laughs> 100 viewer points. I got to get more rewards for the viewer points. Hot Steps is, says, I heard Will's comment and appreciated it. And then did, and then did um, what is Susan that? Susan B. Anthony or something? It's like a black and white <laughs> head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An old timey person's little head. <laughs> I gotta get better emotes. I gotta make some Raisin Man emotes. You know, we can get like little Raisin Man emotes. I had no idea. I had no idea. We could get our face going. <laughs> How much stress will that add to your tech load? So much. It's <laughs> going. Oh, yeah. Fuck the emotes aren't coming through, <laughs> guys. I gotta cut out sound for about ten minutes so we can get the emotes to come through. Please stay on. Please stay on. I'm fixing the emotes. <laughs> I'm calling Twitch to get the emotes back online. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I should, like, go kind of pro with Twitch, like, so to speak, you know, try to, like, put a little more effort into it. Because you can get, like, a lot of little, you can basically gamify your Twitch so that your viewers are hooked as if you were, as if they were at the casino. Wow. You can give them little meaningless wow. rewards that they can redeem and almost play, a, wow. watch your stream, but turn it into a video game. Have you set it up so that if, if someone wanted to give us a hundred dollars, they could do so with the click of a button? Yeah, I don't know. I w I hope. I have read that we made ten dollars. I don't know if a month or a total. You read that like in a ma like in <laughs> Wired magazine, yeah, Forbes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Hell yeah, man! Gamify it. Why yeah, not? Just like the most predatory like <laughs> reward system. Yeah, give mm. them little little things that light up when they comment and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about this, but Felipe's thinking of launching a Patreon, so stay tuned to this week. Oh, yes. See if he does it or not. I'll be excited to see if he does it or not. You don't really have to get into it if you don't want to, but... No, there's not much to say. I'm trying to I'm trying to make some money for my cartoons. and you know, If you read Little Edie, you like Little Edie, maybe you want to sign up to this Patreon that I might or might not release. But what, what I... 
what I when Felipe came out and announced to Will and I that he was thinking of doing a Patreon, he's like, "Oh, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do for do with it yet. It's just for people that like me and like my work." And I thought to myself, "That's me. Yep. I'm I'm one of those guys. <laughs> so I'm okay. I'm gonna have to sign and up for that's it." What I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was afraid of. Like I'm thinking about that thing you said, Sarah, where it's like all young people are just passing around the same yeah. twenty dollars. <laughs> Someone's just gonna give me twenty dollars that they're gonna get from their GoFundMe, and that person's yeah. gonna get it from their Patreon. Yeah. Yep, which is gonna be cool. And it's just funny because Felipe sent me text from what he was thinking of writing for it, and just like, how do you present yourself to seem both like someone who deserves other people's money, but you don't want to be pathetic about it, but no. you need the money. And, and the last thing I wanted to write was like, I know in these times there's better <laughs> places for your money to go. I was just like, give me money if you want to. If you want to send it to a charity, do that. But I'm not gonna say that you could. You, you know? should know that by now that if you want to send it to a charity yeah. you send it to a charity that feels yeah. like groveling to me it's like you will know if you want to give me money yes exactly <laughs> so not, just yeah. explain to them what they'll get for it and that's it yeah and, and then, they won't and get anything you'll just be giving me money i'm not gonna have any paywall content <laughs> rather than m noticing that there are better places to put your money just say that you will get nothing from giving me money <laughs> what's gonna happen with clarence commandante um you gotta read the little lady comment to find out to check it out tomorrow morning yep it's the story i will say this is dragging on for longer than i expected it to i love it i love how sort of like there's something the story is so just based in like little relationship moments and dynamics and that's what i like the stuff about monsters or fighting i don't I don't want to know about that. Yeah, I'm kind of wrapping that one up. Yeah. It was it wasn't really giving me a lot of juice. Yeah, but just a little social, making a little chat with the other people at the convention. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. I must admit, Fleeb, I don't read every one. That's fine. I'm not a. Yes, but fine. I I do have a request. Is that because the mostly what happens the way I use Instagram is I usually log on to it only really late at night and I just like pictures of girls with big breasts. Sure. <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> so if you could add big breasts to the little Edie comics yeah. i think the algorithm will bring it to you <laughs> it'll be on your discover page that's what's on my discover <laughs> page it seems nice <laughs> well i do think i think the way i've been feeling about it is like i went into this long form story that's like many episodes long and i think that i'm kind of shooting myself in the foot i don't I think I need to like vary it up and have some one-off comics to bring in new readers because I think at this point no new readers are coming in mm -hmm. and even my parents who you know sometimes they love your work and often and also they always give me harsh commentary when they have to when they have it <laughs> they never save it incredible you know? yeah. so they're just like yeah you need to like go back to the one-offs like this is too much well and, I love the convention story I think that's great well because you're committed because you're reading it but you know they're I think they, they might not even be sure what's going on at this point I think they fell off the train and they can't get back on no, I get that so Hot Steps is a little Edie as Felipe's everyday comic on Instagram um where you can check it out. Yes, check out little e, little underscore ed underscore comic on Instagram. Yep. And stay tuned for some emotes that are coming. Yeah. For yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, so you guys are just talking about women with who have big boobs, and so I'm gonna tra transition and talk about a different women's issue, which is <laughs> <laughs> please, <laughs> which is that. Um, 
it's really hard to buy tampons in New York besides at like a Rite Aid or like a big store like that. And I've been trying to find like bodegas that sell them, you know, on the corner near Carolyn and Williams apartment where I now live. And last night I really needed some to go to sleep because I was like, otherwise I'm just going to bleed onto the, their bed. Bleed out. Yeah, bleed out. <laughs> and to find some. And I kept going to different bodegas and asking about them because they also, they don't put them out there behind the counter because huh. they would be stolen. So I'd have to verbally ask for them and I wouldn't see them. So it was kind of be like, I could like point and be like that. So I'd be like, oh, you, do you have tampons? And then you're pointing and then they're like uh, this and they bring down like uh, <laughs> like one of those uh, iPhone chargers like, uh, that breaks yep, instantly. Yep. You want red or blue? Yeah. <laughs> like a vape yeah, that yeah, will like, kill you. A little elaborate glass bowl. <laughs> yeah. Smoke out of. Yeah, a little elephant shaped one. Mm. Um, so I kept having to ask the people at the counter and they kept not knowing what I was talking about. And I couldn't tell if it was like, is it the mask that you can't hear what I'm saying or you don't know what that is? Or you don't have it or like, so it was a language issue. And uh, then having to explain because they tampon saying tampons they were like i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know um having to explain what <laughs> my that pussy, is my pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like i don't feel embarrassed about <laughs> doing that but every time i would explain it the reaction was like oh. <laughs> no we don't <laughs> i mean we have like a loofah but they didn't have it and it got to be it was the third store i was going into looking for and they were like giving me the same like i don't know i don't know what do you wait what is it and then they like pulled down like a bag of pads to sell me which you know what that is right yes. yeah it's like tampons but it's like a diaper instead so i just bought those it was like fine i'll just buy these diapers basically. <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah. just sucked and i thought it was funny that it happened but i was like what's the fucking deal and then Wait, i'm surprised that bodegas don't have them. it's a normal thing i don't know if it's like a, a religious issue of like people don't want them because like it's related to penetration or something like i couldn't figure out like why because no, they have condoms they have condoms yeah so they're down and they they're have, down with and the they sickness. have rhino plus yeah. si you know those pills that make your cock hard mm -hmm. yeah, totally <laughs> why wouldn't they have tampons i have no idea but i just felt humiliated in a way that i haven't felt since i was like 13 or wow. something like, I'm gonna do this? Yeah. damn it was very weird that, that surprises me and I didn't, I didn't know it because i'm a guy yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. did, so, and did you did you piss and shit in the diaper as well? <laughs> <laughs> I got a pad. Might as well piss and shit in it. I thought there was a foul smell coming from you as you walked into the yep. apartment. Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this makes sense if you're gonna spend the money. Yeah, yeah might as well. <laughs> There's a long walk to get over here. So. Just squunching and squelching the whole time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 Man, that's nasty. Yeah, I don't know what else to say though, other than I am surprised. I'm surprised. What, I'm surprised. Like, I'm surprised. They should have them. Yeah, and the reaction, it just like, I couldn't deal with like the disgusted reaction that I got as if I was asking for like, if they sell children to have sex with yeah. or something. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Wow, people were disgusted. Just like, like, why would we have that? Like, kind of reaction. Really? They didn't say why would we have that, but it was kind of like, no, no, no. <laughs> we don't sell that. Yeah. Wow. It's very strange. You should have so gone Karen mode. I'm, I'm not happy about you this. Start mm -hmm. filming this mm -hmm. poor Yemeni teenager. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Made them tell to, me, to the camera what they just told me. Yeah. <laughs> no tampons. Look, we got a new commenter. Uh. Huh. 
No, oh, don't, God. don't listen. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Should I read the comment? <laughs> yeah, read the comment. It's saying, hello, may the guy with the beard please remove his feet from the couch since he's obstructing the view of the female's feet. Thank you. Female yeah. feet. You got my male feet. <laughs> yeah, we can't allow well, I can't you, got, you, gotta, you gotta get a tier three subscription to see yeah. the female's feet. More actually, I don't know if you, 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 you'll, you'll probably think this is interesting, but it's very hard to buy tampons in New York City. I'm, not, I'm getting to send more extra, not the kind of person that says. Based that's on your comment. That's the issue segment of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Tier three subscription, Sarah Feet Reveal. What did you, Sarah? So Sarah saw this first and then said to Felipe, you got to see this. This is so good. And then Felipe said to me, we got Sarah said this is really good. You we got to see this together, and that's usually how most things that I know about Sarah get to me. That's um, right. I don't have a direct line to Sam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't talk to him. Besides, on the podcast, this is the only time. What it's we're doing true. right here it's is true. the only time that we talk to and each And it's really that's sort of enforced by me and not by you. But, yep. Um, so I'll start with you because you saw it first. What op- take us into the R Crumb documentary world? Set yes. us up. Well, I'll explain why I even watched it. Um, so I, Alex is in the chat. Alex, I borrowed a sweatshirt from him that has an Arkham drawing on it, the cover of Zap Comics, first issue. And um, for my birthday, he sent me that comic that the drawing is from and was like, you can keep the sweatshirt. And I thought that was extremely sweet and I appreciate that a lot. And so I read the comic and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And, you know, before I saw the documentary, I had only sort of sentimental feelings attached to the sweatshirt. Didn't really particularly care about what was behind it besides I get people complimented on the street all the time and are like oh that's really cool that you know about that and I'm like okay well I guess I'll know something about it then so then I watched the documentary I bet, I bet it was awesome kinds of guys that awesome. would say that <laughs> awesome. 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 I awesome. bet you know about that our crumbs up one that rules exactly and um so then i watched the documentary and went from having you know only fond feelings and memories associated with the sweatshirt <laughs> having a whole universe of sort of disturbing images and history and sexual dysfunction now kind of associated with it which is cool um because the documentary is about this guy robert crumb who's a cartoonist and uh his whole backstory of how he became famous and you find out over the course of the documentary he has these two brothers who are equally or better at art as him really really good draw but are too fucked up to have normal lives and um his two sisters don't even agree to be in the documentary so you're like there's also other fucked up stuff that we don't even know about um yes and, and that he that our crumb is also just just cleared the hurdle yes. of being not, of being yeah. not of being um low low amounts of fucked up enough that he could carry on a normal life yes. but that yeah. he is still really fucked by, up by people <laughs> by any by regular people's yes. standards he is a totally. very dysfunctional person like yes. his little brother is a serial molester turned guy who sits on nails uh on wall street and swallows like a long he lives on wall street no he like takes that nail bed out onto wall street and sits on it as like a oh really yeah i did not know that yeah that was like a, they said it, it's like one sentence thing in the in the movie he says you got to go out there and meet the, the people meet the public is what he said um so he does that and then the older brother is like uh, is suicidally mentally ill and so yeah it's kind of sad but we're, we're, we're just getting back on what it is and so then it's about his comics and his comics are also kind of perverse some in more interesting ways than others and so i want to flip it and watch it because um i just didn't really know what to feel about it there's a lot of like weird misogynistic stuff in it that i really didn't like um but then there's also cool stuff in it and it was kind of just interesting relationship between the artist and their art kind of thing yeah i was surprised i didn't i don't 
I guess I had low expectations or I wouldn't have watched it otherwise because I think a documentary about an artist, about like a cartoonist, I would be afraid would be just kind of like a boring like slideshow. Um, but this ended up being like a fascinating, it was like, uh, it reminded me of Grey Gardens. It was like mm-hmm. these really fascinating characters. Um, and not only were the brothers and Crumb really, really interesting, even like down to their mannerisms, but their life was like so strange and fascinating and their relationship was so fascinating. And it was just so interesting to watch him as like a character, but also it really tied into his work really well. It didn't feel like his work and his relationship to his brothers were like different things. It, um, and even the way the work was shown was interesting. Mm -hmm. Like it was, I think it's kind of hard to show artwork on, in a movie. Um, what's going on? You guys, it's directed by Terry Zweigoff, who also directed Bad Santa, who's um, R. Crumb's best friend. Also directed Ghost World. Directed Ghost World. Yeah, it is. I, I think that when you start watching the movie, you think it's going to be about this guy's work and, 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 and sort of what's his life as an artist is like. And it kind of, I think it starts from there, but departs very quickly into talking about his really so him growing up and you meet his brothers and his relationship with his brothers and then it tracks how he gets famous and then there's this tension that you that the documentary describes which is that our crumb starts to as he makes comics he gets very he gets picked up by the hippie movement and as being embraced by the hippie movement and the counterculture movement of the 60s and 70s as being like this underground comics guy like is describing the dark underbelly of like the American psyche and and is commenting on on it. And then you as you talk to Crumb more and meet him more, you realize that he has no love for the hippie movement and and sort of doesn't embrace that those people and that he the kind of disturbing stuff that he depicts in his in his comics are like it's both commentary but also like he sort of relates to it on like a level one where he's like these are just the things in my mind it's not like commentary so much as like fantasy and things that i see and that and then, As opposed to being like satire, or like he's right, trying to satire, like give a like turn, being, or be being like smarty pants. Yeah, yeah. And that, and then it moves sort of back, like away from from his this tension between him and his like fame and the people who embraced him, and then back to his brothers, and and then you you get this like fuller picture where it's like you see this guy's really fucked up childhood and his fucked up family and how awful his dad was, and then all the ways in which as you meet Crumb more and more in the documentary and you see him getting interviewed alongside people who knew him, like how abusive and terrible he's been yep. to all these people in yep. his life. And it's sort of like, I, I, I started watching the movie and I was like, oh, this is going to be about like this guy's work and about the artistic process and maybe these conventional things that documentaries about artists are about. But I think it ended up being a big part for me about like sort of this guy, this family's trauma uh, and that being kind of like 
um, a symbol or like the, what the trauma of the 1950s was about and that a lot of people experienced that trauma and that this guy's like trauma from his childhood in the 50s was relatable to a lot of people in a generation. Yeah. And that he grew up and like took all that thing, those fucked up things and like put that in his artwork, but also like is still awful to people to today. Yeah, right. Which I think is a common story yeah. yeah that's interesting i hadn't thought about the connection to like a generational yeah sort of trauma because it's true that his dad also is like or like comes back from the war so yeah it's, yeah. Like it's sort like a of prototypical right you never meet his dad because he's dead when the documentary is made but like everything you see about his mom and his brothers and our crumb you're like this guy was like the worst guy imaginable yeah and like passed on all this terrible stuff to them yeah Interestingly, I, I remember there's like a really short moment in the towards the beginning of the movie where he says like, "Oh, no one could like make art today like that. We were making it then. Like there just isn't. It's not possible in the modern environment. Like everything is too um commercialized or something like that." That I it always annoys me when an artist makes that kind of comment. It just seems so myopic. It was like, wh why would the '60s be the only time someone could like really make good art? And especially if you're someone who is going against the status quo of maybe bad art being made that you didn't like how could you then become someone who's like, and all the art is bad now. Like it just seems it's lazy, short sighted and yeah. lazy to feel that way. And he seemed kind of checked out in general from like, he, he was adopted artistically by the like sixties, uh, countercultural movement, but he was like never identified as like being a, a hippie and like, didn't really get down with it. Um, and did never felt like he fit in. So it's just, yeah. Strange. Um, and then he also said a sort of interesting thing about like all of his art, uh, he was just sort of making out of impulse and that he didn't even realize the commentary he was making until much later looking back at it like that. Oh, this is about commercialization and waste, or this is about race, this is about gender, which is funny because when you look at the comments, the commentary is so obvious. Yes. It's so clear. Like, yes. <laughs> it's so okay. on the nose. It's like, and you said this on, in your review, I think on Letterboxd about just like, uh, the simplicity of the observations is sort of interesting because it's not, uh, doesn't feel level three about anything. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I think I had a lot of reflections about the documentary, but one of them was about a thing that I think about in artistic process, which is that sometimes you get like really caught up trying to be like clever or trying to like oh that you know you think of an idea and you think that's too easy anybody would have thought of it mm -hmm. but actually i think some of the the work that i've made that has gotten the best the best reactions and i think the work in general that does the best is actually really simple and it doesn't mean it doesn't make it like any less sophisticated like there's i think sometimes it's it's kind of a skill to be like this is the first thing that i thought of and this is the first thing that i'm i'm putting on the yeah on the page and i think right. he has that feeling of like everything he says you're like oh yes of course that's so simple like uh, and when he talks it's really boring to listen to him talk mm -hmm. like that thing he, he says about have like, any profound no he yeah. says stuff that you're like that's cliche that's like anybody can say that but then when he puts it on paper you're like i don't know it feels different and i think it's because he just because he doesn't like i think he is thinking about commentary i think that it's not true that he's not thinking about that when he's making it but i do think that he's like not getting sort of too tied up in yeah. like meaning or anything like that. Interesting. Well, cause he also talks a lot about, he gets off, make, he gets off on his own cartoons and like jerks off to them and stuff. Um, so I can imagine him not thinking about commentary cause he's just thinking about like getting get, off. Yeah. Jerking his dick. Yeah. Coming and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Busting. Yeah. Um, yeah. we're getting close to the, well, no, we were past, we're the, past end. the end. We're past the end. So, wow. 
I think that we're going to say goodbye. I'm seeing we got a upsurge in viewers if you just joined us. We finally found what the episode was about, but it's, it was too late this episode. So yeah. we'll try to get to it sooner next time. Yeah. But you can watch, you know, it's going to be up on Twitch momentarily. Cool. You guys got any last words? Be careful out there, New York. Snow's coming down and it is piling up. Um, and if you need something to eat tomorrow, you should get it now because what if the store is closed? Do the restaurants are closed? Yep, that's right. Okay, everybody. Uh, and fuck, this always takes longer than I wish. I like it how it takes a little minute. Sam, you got anything else uh, to hot say? Steps sure. said that we did a great job. Oh, thank you, Sam. Do you want to hang out for a little bit after? This. Do I want to hang out? Yeah. You know, I got to get back to the snow, but I do want to hang out. Okay. Cool. All right. Goodbye, everybody. If that's what you want to do. If that's what you want to do. If you want to make them scream. Raisin Man Arena.